Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, before we get to the semis, hang on, Haddon. You're not getting out of it that easy. We're going to go back and sift through the remains of what happened with this Australian defence of their world title from last year. I'm watching the game against Afghanistan on Friday night. Half the country was. David Warner gets out. Mitch Marsh was going, and then it stopped. And you talked about big moments. I know that was like, you know, a micro moment within that game. But overall, in your opinion, where where did it start going wrong? Where did it go wrong for this Australian cricket team? Yeah, Jimmy, it's an interesting one. We we can look at a a few different areas and and pick it apart. But I'd like to touch on a few. I I think our preparation, to me, was odd leading into the tournament. Yes, they had a lot of travel. That they played a, a lot of games and, and they're on the road. But that that's a modern game. That that's the modern game. What what I found really interesting in their preparation is the last few games leading into the World Cup, how they're chopping, changing roles. We've seen Aaron Finch go to, to to number four. He's never played that role in his life. We've seen Cameron Green playing at the top of the order, and, and in in theory that sounds great. But Cameron Green wasn't in the squad, so. <laughs> When you're getting ready for a World Cup event, it's about making sure your squad members are ready to perform under pressure. And and I think the big thing that let the Australians down is we lost all the big moments. And we weren't as ruthless as we we once have been. And an example of that is against Ireland. We we had them five for 25. That's the moment there. That's your moment. Whereas the Australian team, you step up, you bowl that team out for 70, all of a sudden things change. But they allowed Ireland to, to get close enough to them when their run rate came into play. And to me, it, it was a frustrating tournament to watch. It They just didn't have that Australian ruthlessness under pressure to, to nail those big moments. And, and a lot of that can, can be put down, I think, to the chop and change in their preparation. So... The final team that runs out for Australia in that last game against Afghanistan, there's lots of talk around that. And, and, and look, if you want to take it even back a step further, when Justin Langer leaves, I think it's the right time. I think it's the, the process was the problem, but the, the right the right thing happened. Justin was no longer coach of the Australian men's team. Andrew McDonald was. I thought at the time that was the right decision. I'm concerned right now that he is not prepared to make tough decisions in that position, which you have to do, which highlights the difference between being an assistant coach and a head coach. A head coach, you can't go up. The assistant coach goes, oh, geez, you're hitting him well. Good on you, mate. Yeah, I'm pushing for you in the meetings. The head coach says, you drop. And and that's my concern on that one. Did Australia have the right squad to start with? And and the second part of that team in that final game against Afghanistan. Well, to answer the one about Afghanistan, no, no we didn't. It's as simple as that. Mitchell Stark had been down on form for for some time in this form of the game. But he's a proven performer at this level. And you're playing a team against like Afghanistan, you had to be aggressive. We we had to win the game by a big margin. Uh, We went in with a six right-arm fast bowl. Mitchell Stark against a team like Afghanistan is a genuine aggressive match winner. And that's what the mindset we needed to go into that game with. And, And that... They said that was a tactical decision. And I think that's a tactical decision they got wrong because tactically you need someone like Mitchell Stark who, who can get three or four wickets in and over because it wasn't just about winning the game, Jimmy. We, we had to have a mindset. We had to dominate that game. Yeah. And Mitchell Stark, when he gets it right, he dominates games. So to me, you had to go in with the glass 
half full. You had to go in saying if Mitchell Stark gets it right or not, oh, this is what he's done over the last... You, you throw that out the window. This is a one-off event against a team that doesn't play fast bowling well, and you needed to take that uh, aggressive approach. So, yes, I was, I, I was shocked in, in that decision, um, and, and I think it backfired. Absolutely. And, and, and um, you know, like you, you only had to look at that batting or we just couldn't get going, could we? And, and, and I think that was the, the frustration. And, and I, I think going back to your point about the Irish uh, situation, when we had a five for 25, you could see the, the wobbles on the English team when Sri Lanka got going there in, in their match. Now, if, if they had to have won that game by X number of overs or X, X number of balls, that, that would have only exacerbated the problem. So, it's just um, just one of those things. Probably a missed opportunity. weren't as weren't as ruthless as we needed. But yeah, well, we, in terms of the um, the uh, would you would you have done anything different with the batting lineup? Did you feel the batting side of things was 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 the right lineup for that Afghanistani uh, game, or w- w- would you have changed anything? There? Oh, I think after they've gone in with with the team they've gone in, I think the batting order was right. It was more of a mindset thing. Um, I think about um, walking into the game and taking the game on. You don't want to stand back and, and let those games come to you. You've got to go out there with that ruthless edge against a team like Afghanistan saying, no, no, we're here to put on a show today. And and to me, that mindset was there from ball one with no Mitchell Stark playing. Um, Davey Warner didn't have the tournament. Um, he, like, we, we rely a lot on him and, and his presence at the top of the order. Um, Cameron Green, um, he, he didn't come off um, at, at the top. There's so many things we, we can talk about there, but I, I just think it was that ruthless edge and, and that lack of um, hunger when those big moments arrived to, to really get in there and, and drive those moments and dominate the game. We have an ageing squad, especially at the top of the order. In your mind, in two years' time, when the ICC T20 World Cup rolls around again, who's not there? Yeah, well, we've got a lot of guys around 35 years of age, so that's definitely going to be um, a talking point. Um, and i tell you another thing that could come into that as well, Jim, is the landscape of how cricket's changing. You've seen IPL also um, by franchises around the world, and don't be surprised in the not-too-distant future, you see some of these guys become franchise players. They're at the back end of their career, Um I'd imagine they'd get offered some big money to play in different leagues around the world. So that decision might be made for, for the Aussies. But you've got to start to look at the older players, don't you? Yeah, your Smiths, uh, your Warners, can Pat Cummins handle um, being captain of two forms of the game and playing 2020? Doesn't look like that at the moment. Uh, you've got Maxwell, who's aging stoyness. Is it is it time that you you bring the, the Philippines, the McDermott's and, and guys like that into the equation? Um, and build there for that next World Cup. So there's some tough decisions to make. Um, and we've seen over time the reluctance to, to make those big decisions. I think Aaron Finch is an interesting one. I, I think if you reflect on that, I'd, I'd imagine that a lot of attention and energy went into justifying Aaron Finch's position. Um, and that's not a great position you want to be. And whether he should be in the squad or not, as captain, you, you don't want to be the centrepiece um, talking about your form, do you justify selection? It takes a lot of energy out of the group. Yeah. Can I just ask you, It's I, I really want to understand your perspective on this. You're not a big social media user, but the relationship between the Australian cricket team and Australian cricketers 
with the Australian cricketing public is a really interesting one. In many ways, you guys live on a knife's edge, right? If you have a misstep on the field or off the field, it can turn really quickly. We've seen it with Pat Cummins in the last three weeks. You know, everyone loved him. And then a Linter energy issue happens and everyone's like, well, I'm not too sure about this guy. Um, when Glenn Maxwell comes out and says, after a tournament like that, oh, it doesn't really matter. And we're going to get some days rest now. I, I just think, geez, you, you need to be very careful about the sounds that you make as an Australian cricketer, rightly or wrongly. Did, were you guys aware of that? Did you talk about that in a dressing room? I, I think that's a, a comment, and, and I'll throw it at Tristan. I, I'd imagine on a Monday night after your your indoor cricket um, game up up there on the Gold Coast, does that comment pass the pub test there? It, it, to me, was a really interesting comment because Australia pride themselves on big moments. We, we pride ourselves on being ruthless when the big moment comes. And to hear someone like Maxwell say, oh, Oh well, it's, we get a couple of days off. It, to me, he got that one wrong um, because th this is a World Cup event. Th this is what you pride yourself on. You you build yourself up to to this occasion. So I'd like to throw that to to Tristan a bit. I I didn't like um, what he said. I, I don't think it passed the the pub test to me. Um, but Tristan, you, you'd have a more understanding in your um, fit five five Ds um, up on the golf. <laughs> It's a tricky one for me to comment on because um, we, we got bundled out of our semi-final um, only a few months ago and I, I've taken three months off on the back of it. Just <laughs> right. So I, I, I completely endorse Maxie's comments on the back of that. But um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I think you're right. It's one of those ones where you sit there as, uh, as, as, as a fan and as a spectator and, and, and as a proud Australian and, and you I guess all you want to all you want to hear is the disappointment. Like that, that, that that's all you, you want to you want to hear as a fan. That we we didn't quite aim up. We 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 just missed out, and and we're you know heartbroken on the back of not 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 getting into our into our home uh, World Cup semi final. I think that's the key thing. You don't get to host the World Cup very often. We're coming off being the defending champions, and. You know, it's 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 it just should be you know very frustrating. It shouldn't be a case of oh we'll, we'll get it next time because there won't be a next time for these guys. When, 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 none of this playing group is going to have a World Cup at home in that format again in their career. And um and whether it was just ill-chosen words, I don't know. I I can't make any excuse for it because it just it just just sounds completely wrong. And 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 I think that's going to frustrate the vast majority of the Australian audience. Oh, I think the, the reality of it is we, we've all been involved in, in failed campaigns and, and that's okay. Um, we, we, we set ourselves a high standard as Australians. We, we want to play in those big moments. We we want to be on, on the MCG in the, in the final in, in front of 90,000 people. But I think what we're a little bit let down with in this campaign is, is the ruthlessness um, of this Australian team. You, you can get beaten in games. This team only lost one game. But the yeah. reality is yeah. they, they only lost. But it was their, their style of play that everyone's, I think, disappointed with. Um, we, we were an aggressive nation. We, we like to drive the, the game forward and, and play, play a style of play that makes opposition feel uncomfortable with our presence out there, with, with how we present in the field and, and how we dominate those big moments. And, and I think the, the big thing that come out of it is we didn't play that Australian way that we pride ourselves on. And, and then to hear comments like Maxi's at the back end of that tournament, it just leaves a, um, a bit of taste in, in people's mouth. 